Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Brighton 1, Liverpool 3. I thought that was a good return to our intensity level of football. What did you think? So, I mean, first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to uh, bow to your uh, uh, abilities of seeing the future. Uh, it is absolutely clear Neko Williams is going to be used on both sides uh, to cover for Robbo and to cover for Alexander-Arnold. Um, I was a little bit surprised at the uh, the layout at the beginning with him over on Robertson's side. But I mean, like you said, you know they're they're looking to cover him. Um, he made a few plays that I noticed where he went down the wing and he tried to cut in, um, and so they're obviously working him into that. So before even the game, you were you clearly called Neko Williams how they're going to use him. That's for sure. Uh, in terms of the game, I think it was an entertaining game. Um, it was a good game in a lot of ways. That being said, I didn't love it from a Liverpool point of view. I felt like we gave up a lot of chances. But it did make it a much more entertaining game. Okay, yeah, I was, I was just about to ask you why you didn't love it, but you mentioned because of the chances you gave up. I so agree. To give an idea, possession was almost 50 oh, 50, which, yeah? which is, is 53 to 47, which is crazy. And the thing is, it doesn't even feel like that number's far off. You know how some games you see the possessions like barely over 50, and you're like, how is that even possible? In this one, I legitimately felt, and I could, I, I still remember certain chances that they had. That again, if they converted on those, this would be a very different conversation. At the same time, though, it didn't ever feel as if we were not in control of the game. I felt as if Brighton plays a certain way, and we matched them at their game, but we still played with the class and skill that that we're accustomed to. And like I said, I I just thought that this was the most intense we've played since the restart including the crystal palace game because i don't even think we were intense we were just that much better than the other team that we were in cruise control yeah so i i definitely would agree that there was a level of intensity here um i think part of that intensity came from salah who i think also heard your conversation on the podcast um that he wants to go for the golden boot because i mean he came out on a mission today. Uh, he had two. He probably should have had three, maybe four. Um, so I, I think there's maybe a level of intensity from him, for example. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Hendo being back uh, at the defensive position, you know, he's leading the the march up. He, he played well. He, am, I, am I crazy? He even got himself a goal, right? He did. He, he has that outswinging pass slash shot down to a T, right? He's he's very accurate with those. He just doesn't get a chance to take too many of them. But he 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 he's, he passed it into the net as as if he was passing to a to a Liverpool player. Yeah, I mean it, it was beautiful. I think he had if I don't if I'm not mistaken, he had another one later in the game kind of a ball that floated over everybody into him. It was intentional. Um and he he got great boot on it and the goalie happened to be there. But again, uh, I thought he played well. I thought I thought kind of everybody played a very good game. Um what I would say about the first two goals is that's one of those goals that kind of reminds you of Liverpool's pressing. I feel like we watch all of these games and we know that Liverpool presses. You know, we like it. It's entertaining. But there are times where I sit there and ask myself, like, are these guys just wasting their own time? Are they burning themselves out pressing? And today in the first eight minutes, you saw exactly why they do it. So yeah, so if I compare the way they press now to the first full season under Klopp, 
um, especially when Adam Lalana was in the team, they used to press a lot more and with a lot more intentionality back then. But it seems as if now they're pressing just as much, but it just seems a lot more, uh, what's the right word? Perceptive. It's as if they know exactly when to press. So you almost never see any wasted presses these days. And that clearly comes from some type of design behind the scenes. So I would, I would uh, take exception with the specific word that you use that in their first season, they were pressing with intention. I felt like in Klopp's first season, they were pressing. They were pressing hard. They were pressing fast. They were working to get there. But it was solely with the intention of pressing, where now I feel like there's much more of a of a very specific intention that they have. So for example, on the one where Cadis stole the ball, they press in anticipation of a pass. They press when the guy's back is to the to the field. Like again, if a defender is coming back to get the ball from the goalie, he'll have to turn. They press harder on those. So I feel like they've almost learned the scenarios or been taught or Klopp has instilled in them the scenarios to press. So to your point, I don't think they're pressing as much. I think they're pressing more effectively with more intention to steal the ball as opposed to just intention to press. I think that's well put. That's exactly it. So earlier on, they were you know, pressing was was clearly an important part of, of of the game plan. Whereas now it is still an important part of the game plan, just as much as every now and then Lovren or Van Dyke will hoof the ball up to the forward. And it's not just hoofing; it's an intentional pass, right? But they don't do it every single game. But when they do do it, it's very very accurate. So I would agree. Our our pressing has evolved to to become almost perfect now. Yeah, I mean, there's still times that our pressing gets broken down because by by its very nature, you should be able to get the ball out. But I find like I've I've noticed and I've watched with intent. Um, I feel like they're pressing when they know that they have, uh, you know, there's say two defenders with one uh, man out as the option to go to, they'll press with three guys and make sure they take all of them and force them to kick the ball out or lose the ball. In this case, you saw with Keita, uh, the goalie really didn't have many places to go and didn't have enough distance to wind up for a long shot out. And so Keita knew exactly where he was going and he started running almost before the goalie made that pass. And it was just picture perfect. And and it's, again, this is what happens. I mean, a, a two-goal lead, which to tell you the truth, I actually thought, I don't know, what do you think? After the two goals, I felt like, you know, they were still serious about it, but I felt like they weren't as ruthless as they are at other times. Yeah, it, it's the same game that we've seen them play all season where they pace themselves. And so we, we got those two goals within, I think, seven minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Eight. Um, and eight minutes. Okay. So at that point, not that the game is done. However, they can easily manage a two-goal lead. And there's really nothing to gain from it trying to, to, to run up the scores except for, obviously, Mo Salah. And he was trying to score whenever he could but this team it, this is not a team that will just uh, attempt to to run up the score for scoring sake they will play a measured game from zero to 90 they're not man city is what you're saying i i'm sorry yes. i couldn't help taking a shot but like man city ran up the score five nothing today they they win five nothing or they lose one nothing like that's not a measured game so i'm 
as much as I enjoy the five nothing games, I I like the fact that they do take that measured approach. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about Neko? I mean, this was clearly a big game for him. He started in what will most likely be a, a repeat role, uh, covering for Robertson to give him a little bit of a break. What did you think of him? I thought he played well. So you can tell that he is not he's he's not um, nervous about playing. And he's confident enough. There was a few times where he attempted to dribble the ball through um, their right back. And I'd say he won 50% and he lost 50%. But he was clearly instructed to to go for it and not to play within himself. I thought that him coming off at halftime was probably a combination of him having a yellow card and Klopp wanting to reserve him. Plus, maybe it was agreed that he only played half half a game to to 60 minutes anyway just to give robertson a little bit of a break but not the so entire 90 my guess would be it was the yellow card and i'll tell you why because apparently in the i think it was the man city game where uh, gomez got himself a yellow in the first half and he was subbed off at the half klopp said specifically i subbed him because i was worried he'd get a second yellow and i bet you this was the same because i felt like neko was very active um, he was he was truly like a mini Robertson. He he really was engine going all the time. Um, it was fun to see. Uh, I thought he played well. I think he tried to play more like not within himself. Um, he was trying stuff that maybe he didn't need to try, but as you say, that may have been the instruction. Let's see what you can do. Um, I thought he got overzealous a few times. He was a little too aggressive, and he did make some mistakes that led to chances the other way. Uh, but there was one time where uh, he did come in with a big sliding block uh, in the 19th yeah. minute where he clearly saved a goal right there. So, you know, it goes both ways. Um, but I liked it. I mean, if if this can give Robertson a bit of a break without you know, too much of a loss in terms of uh, uh, what we're getting down that wing. I mean, this is this is a huge win for, for Liverpool if we can get that. And I also think that any any games that Williams starts on the right or the left, you'll see Henderson play because Henderson is, is the, the perfect cover. He, he will look after players that need looking after. And, and a couple of times today when Nico Williams was either beaten or lost the ball, Henderson was the first to, to come in and rectify the situation. So it's funny you should say that because I thought that too. And I also noticed that Kata was moved over to the other side. So he actually played Genie uh, instead of Kata on that side. And I did notice a couple times when Genie was the one who was back and was helping out um, Neko because I feel like the again we've talked about this. Keda is an exciting player going forward, but um, Genie brings that stability and that sure-handedness. Um, so I think I think you're right. I think giving giving Williams that spot instead of Robertson and then putting Genie in front of him and um, Hendo in the middle there, I think that was the cover that they need. And I think you'll see that going forward. I don't think you'll see a guy like Keita in front of Williams. I don't think they'd let that happen. No. And I'd even say Fabinho. Uh, Fabinho, they wouldn't put Fabinho in there either? I think Klopp would probably... Well, for what's remaining of this season, Klopp would would prefer to put Henderson there if, if he had the choice. I would agree. I think I think Fabinho plays a very good game um, and he's got a lot to offer, but that he feels more 
um, comfortable, or at least he seems it, roaming that middle area where Hendo seems to be a bit more of the guy who will come flying down into the corner if he has to. Um, yeah, Henderson will 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 take will take it as a personal um, mission. Well, instruction to look after particular players, right? So, and and he wouldn't allow that to hinder his game. I mean, Whereas if you have to allow Fabinho and Keita and the others to just play their game, you know, and not be counted on to babysit another player. Yeah, it's true. I think that's the I I didn't want to say babysit, but it's true. Fabinho is not in that babysitting mold. I think if you put him in his defensive uh, midfield position, you put him as a center back, he will play his position, but he's not that babysitter type. And I think Henderson has shown he'll basically play any position on the field at any time if that's what's asked of him. And uh, I mean, again, this was a this was a lot of fun to watch Neko Williams playing there. Um, I'm sure uh, Milner was begrudgingly clapping there because uh, he must know that this means he's going to lose a little bit of playing time next year. Well, he's, he he did make what what everybody thought was a joke last week when he was speaking about Nico Williams. He said that he's he doesn't know what they're feeding them at the academy in terms of right backs. But if only Nico Williams can learn to play with his left, then we're all set, right? Because you know Milner doesn't want to play on the left. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Although I, I'll say Milner's the kind of guy who'll play wherever you put him, and uh, and he's he's one of those team guys. He's like a Henderson, I would say, in in a lot of ways, in terms of that type of personality. Actually, but, that's true. Yeah, he's another one that I could see playing the babysitting role. Yeah, and and he'd be the guy who you know if if anyone was having a bit of a run at at Williams because Williams is a younger guy who's maybe not as filled out yet uh milner the donkey would take care of that and again i say milner the donkey with all love and admiration because if messi calls you the donkey burro i take that as a huge compliment i would i would have that like tattooed on my arm the goat calling the donkey black i know right um so uh so, so with, with with elliot uh, just last thing on him not elliot uh, the reason why i said elliot was with with williams the last thing on him and the other young players like elliot and jones at, at, at this point in their career, what's more important is game experience as opposed to positional experience, right? So you'll see Klopp tend to bring in these players wherever he can fit them in in order to get that game time experience because you cannot buy that. And positional experience will come. So so that's why I, I was also not surprised to see Williams playing at right back. Left yeah, um, I think, you know, we've had conversations about what to do with these kids. Um, you know, maybe there there would have been a thought for me maybe six months ago in terms of, you know, they need to send uh, Neko Williams out for a stint somewhere else. Um, but I got to say that in my mind is, is completely gone. I think um, they have... If, if not decided, they are right on the verge of deciding that he's going to be the cover for Trent and for Robertson. And that's the team that we're going to have next year. And that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. And if it means that maybe they have to play, um, uh, they have to play uh, Hendo in the middle or they have to play Genie up there, you know what? Then that's just the choice that they make. And against some teams, that'll be a better fit. So Klopp will play that. And again, it comes down to we need to give everyone a break. We need to give everyone... Um, you know, time to rest, especially because who knows what's going to be next year. It might be an even, uh, maybe the same number of games, but more condensed. Who knows? 
Yeah. So, did any other players stick out to you? So again, I I would I would go with Salah stuck out to me. He clearly was looking for those goals. As you said, he he could have a breakout, um, you know, hat trick any moment, and he definitely tried for it. There were a couple that I, one that I thought he should have done more on, and that header right at the end that he absolutely should have put in the corner. So. Uh, he he was pretty close, and and I think he wants that golden boot, and I cheer him on. Um, it'll be interesting to see though, because uh, Salah. So uh, Firmino was left out of the starting lineup one game, then Mane was left out of the starting lineup today, and now we're asking: Is Salah going to be left out of the starting lineup the next game? Because it would kind of make sense in a way. I think he will be. I think Elliot will come in for Mo Salah against Burnley. Yeah, I could see that, and I would love to see Elliot in there. Again, he's another guy who I've been wondering, does this kid need to go somewhere else to play, or does he, or can he can he get his time here? And I think these last few games will really be a, an indicator of the fact that he, he can hopefully stay here and get his time. Um, yeah, he's, for me, he's really young to be sent on loan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, for me, Keita, again, stood out. I thought he was good. I thought he had good forward motion, not just on the goal, but just in general in terms of creating stuff, seeing things, uh, not forcing it if he didn't have to, and just his ability to to take the ball and get it out of tight situations. I liked it. Again, as usual, if the guy could stay healthy, I'd, I'd be, um, you know, I'd be swooning at his every moment. Yeah, I I, I really, every with every game that passes... He he has he has probably impressed me the most since the restart of all the Liverpool players. He's just really showing what he's made of, and there there just seems to be a sense of of belonging with him now. As if he knows he's a Liverpool player and he's confident to just uh, play to the best of his ability, rather than try to rush to impress before he's subbed off. Right? He just seems more calm about his game these days. <laughs> He does. And the other thing that I think maybe has been overlooked is I get the impression, and again, we may see this at a later date, but I get the impression that he has some of those leadership qualities um, that will be good somewhere down the line. Like I do get the feeling that he knows when guys are a little bit antsy and he needs to calm them down. Um, and, and I, you know, for a guy who's still that young, who has that type of leadership quality that I think he does, you know, if he can, if he can get past, like you said, that idea that he needs to impress everyone and he can just play his game. I mean, it'd be fantastic. How do you think he worked with Alexander Arnold down that wing? I thought they, they linked up pretty well. Um, I thought, I thought the Keita linked up with, with all the players, including Mosala, but in, in particular Ox, I thought that he, he, he played well on the left and I'm st- I mean, I still don't know where his best position is, but for sure that was a lot better than the last two games that he played in the middle. And so perhaps that might be a position where he can he can jump in and sub for Sadio Mane every now and then. I got to be honest. I mean, I, I like the, the fluid positional guys, but I'm just kind of, I'm just not sure where some of them fit in, um, to be honest. I mean, you know, we have our, our backs set, we have our three forwards set, and then we have Fab. And the rest of them, like, I, I, I have a hard time figuring out what the right position is. Ox, um, you know, Hendo kind of feels like that position down Alexander-Arnold's side is the ideal one for him, but he gets moved. Keita, again, has played either side of the field. Uh, Minamino will play, you know, 
kind of anywhere. Origi plays anywhere. Like, I, I don't know what their best position is. I, I agree with you. I thought Ox looked good today. Um, I don't know. I found it interesting. I didn't see as many runs down the wing by Alexander Arnold today. Do you think that was by design or do you think that was just kind of circumstance of the game? I think it was circumstance of the game. Brighton are, they're almost like the stoke of this generation. I don't know if you understand the reference, but they 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 come at you. They're they're a relatively big side, and so they're not the side that you want to just be making headless chicken runs down the wing because they will they will take advantage of that every now and then, especially if you play them at at their house. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see that, and we were definitely um, Alexander Arnold was definitely more. I don't want to say behaved, but more in his position today. I found Neko was actually a little bit more adventurous when it comes to to going down the wing than Alexander yeah, Arnold. I was just about to say, and perhaps that's why Trent was asked to be a little bit more conservative, because it's one thing if you have Robertson bombing down the wing, and then you're bombing down the wing. But if you have a novice on on their weaker foot expressing themselves to the to the degree that Williams did then I think it's wise for you to play a little bit more conservatively and then plus you you can cause just as much damage from from playing a little bit deeper with with those long diagonal passes that he has oh absolutely um were there any other things that you noticed um I will say that for Mino I, I kind of feel sorry for him because he's he play he plays with number nine on his shirt but he's clearly not our number nine he 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 plays as a midfielder and he and he was very he played very well today he sh- probably should have scored that one that I believe it was Ox chipped the ball into him and he was a little bit slow on his feet yeah but he didn't look anywhere near scoring except for that one opportunity however he played a good game which tells me that he's not really set up to be our main scorer and yet he's a number nine so the stats don't reflect how well he played today he didn't have an assist he didn't have a goal and that's been typical of his most recent games well i mean if i if i may don't forget the first goal that was scored by salah um it was it was keda passing the ball across and firmino could have taken that shot and legitimately had the right claim to take it but he knew salah was coming onto it better than he was and he let it go so in my mind that's an assist Exactly. That's exactly what I'm referring to. That's that's something that the viewer sees and and appreciates and knows that that was a great play by Firmino. But then when you're looking at the stats after a couple of weeks, then it looks as if he he didn't have an impact on the game. But clearly, yeah, to me that was an assist. And I think this comes back to all the stuff that uh, Klopp has said um, about Firmino and about how important he is to the team and has even told Firmino, you know, it's not about the goals and assists, it's about everything else that you do. And and so I would agree with you. I think Firmino looked good today. Um, I still think there's something a little bit off with him. You know, I've seen him play better uh, or more creative or something. I don't even know what's missing, but again, I mean, he's, he's generating chances. He's playing well, but he's definitely not the number nine. I mean, that's, that's the number on his back, but that's not how he's playing. And again, we're a better team for it because we've got guys like Salah and today Hendo and a guy like Ox and Mane who can put the ball in. So we don't need him to do that. Yeah, I, I, I think even though he's playing well, I think he and the team and us fans would really benefit from him scoring a goal because you're right, there probably is something 
mentally there where he knows that he, Klopp is not looking to him to be the top scorer or the, the top assist person. However, he still wants to provide, right? Especially this lingering stat of him not scoring in Anfield. I'm sure he gets tired of hearing that, right? So I think the sooner that he scores home or away, the better for, for the rest of his um, the, for his form the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and just his mentality going into next year too, I would agree. Um, one other thing that, again, it wouldn't be me if I if I didn't bitch about the, the officiating. Um, it was right, right at the end of the game in like the 95th minute where Minamino got a chance. If you remember, he kind of got a ball in and the defender basically had no play on the ball. So he just made a diving body check. And it wasn't so hard that Minamino needed to go down but it was hard enough that it threw him off the ball Mm -hmm. and I'm just like at some point when you leave your feet to deliver a body blow (laughs) in the box like I know it's a 3-1 game and I know it's like time to blow the whistle but there just needs to be some consistency like a little bit man and just that stuff like (laughs) sorry go ahead one I thought that the one I thought you were going to reference was the referee not playing advantage when we had a breakaway and Salah passed the ball to Firmino his feet no actually Firmino had the ball he got fouled but Salah quickly chipped it over to I think it was was it Ox on the left or Williams I I don't remember um but then the referee had already blown the whistle um you know I guess sometimes I can I can forgive a fast whistle more than I can forgive like when guys make no play on the ball and are just looking to interfere with the player. Because remember, coming the other way in the second half, Gomez had got a yellow for pulling the guy's shoulder. But at the very least, he was near the ball. This guy was on the wrong side of the ball and just threw a flying body check. And it's like, again, just just call call the game evenly. But again, it's a 3-1 game. I'm not going to get too upset about it. It would have been nice to see Minamino score. Um, I think he's another guy who could probably use a little bit of a boost, um, like you're saying Firmino could. I, I would I would think that uh, Minamino wants to show what he's made of as well. And so that was kind of the one other thing that I noticed. Yeah, it'll be great if Minamino can score his first goal before we get into next season, because we don't want that narrative of, oh, Minamino's still waiting for his first Anfield goal or anything like that. Just let... It'd be a brand new uh, season for everybody and then let there be no baggage um, coming in from this one. Yeah, everyone's kind of gotten off the schneid. Nobody's looking for something spectacular or something special. It's just the, you know, we want to get to the point where we enter next season with a business mentality, not a guy trying to say, I need to prove myself. I need to score a goal to, you know, finally get one, stuff like that. Like, I just want him to get it. I want him to be able to go forward. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, a 3-1 game, uh, much more entertaining than a lot of the games that we've had with Liverpool. It wasn't just uh, Brighton sitting back and trying to absorb as much pressure as they could in hopes of uh, snatching one at the end. It was a team who legitimately wanted to try. They got a fair number of chances. I mean, thank God they didn't finish them all. But I, I was I was very entertained by the game and it was an enjoyable time to watch. For more stories, analysis and articles, go to the forensicop.com website.